Greetings, this is Shane Ross from the blog Little Frog in High Def, and this is a story from the Edit Bay. This episode is brought to you by Artbeats, where you can not only find loads of royalty-free HD stock footage, but also some great effects, like the film effects collections. I recently did a tutorial for Artbeats on how to use these film effects to enhance your video projects and make them look like they were shot on film. That can be found at artbeats.com in the Tips and Tricks section under Video Tutorials. If you hadn't guessed it, and I think you have because you're listening to me right now, I have started a new podcast. This is where I'll relate some great stories about what happened to me or to friends of mine while working in the world of post-production in Hollywood, or New York, or Arizona, or Ohio, wherever they or I happen to be at the time. These are the stories that us fellow editors share with each other over beers at the local bar or at the convention where we only see each other once a year. Our nightmare situations are great breakthroughs, the difficult clients, the pain about directors, the other clueless editors on the project. I do this because, well, I hope to entertain and to also teach. The mentoring process really seems to have taken a back seat lately in the post-production world. There are so many projects out there, and those projects seem to have lower and lower budgets. So instead of hiring editors and assistants, companies hire editors and rely on them to do everything. This means that there are no assistant editors on the job who can watch the editor and see what they do. Sit in a room and learn about the politics of the edit bay. Now some stories are fun, and I expect you just to get a big laugh out of them. And others are disasters that might also be fun, but might serve as a sort of lesson to help others not make the same mistakes I, that we, have made. This is one of the disasters. Many years ago, when I was an assistant editor, I took a side job editing a low-budget feature. And when I say low-budget, I mean low-budget. I recall that the total budget of this feature was in the tune of $365.11. Now this is something that all beginning editors do, or should do at least take a side project so that they can not only work on their editing prowess, but also add a little something to the reel. So when you apply for editing work and the boss man asks, do you have a demo reel, you can say, sure, here you go. So for three months, I worked in the apartment of a friend of mine editing his movie. Now I must point out that we were cutting on a Betamax tape-to-tape system. Yes, you heard me, Betamax. Not Beta SP, but the consumer format that lost out to VHS. This is what the director had at his disposal. I'm telling you, $365.11. So this was linear editing, meaning that if you wanted to change anything a few minutes back in the cut, you had to redo everything else after that all over again. Now we've been editing for a month or so when I was asked to cut something in a certain way. But it won't look right if we cut it like that, I said. Sure it will, he replied. No, it won't, I said. We don't have the coverage to make it work. What do you mean, he replied. I shot lots of coverage for this scene. I know, but the coverage you shot won't work in the way you want me to cut it. It went back and forth like this for a few more minutes with me trying to explain why it wouldn't work. Eventually, the director sat back, exasperated. Sheesh, man. Stop trying to bust my balls. See the lesson here? No? Apparently, neither did I. Okay, then. Flash forward about five years. This time, I'm editing a show on a cable network. As is typical for these shows, us editors get the first crack at the cut. Then the director comes in for what is called the director's session, and we tweak the cut so it suits his vision. I cut the scene in a certain way, as scripted, and it didn't work for the director, so he wanted to try something else, using the footage from a scene that was axed so that we can make it look better. But again, I resisted. I just don't see how that would work, I said. Trust me, I think it will, he replied. But this shot and that shot don't match, I said. And again, it went back and forth for a little while until the director yelled at me. 
Okay, now I got it. I did the cut the way he wanted, and turns out it worked great. It wasn't what was originally scripted, but it fixed the scene. I was almost fired because of that. I resisted so hard because I saw the scene play out in my head and to me it didn't work. I was obviously wrong in this case. But the point is, do as the director or the producer asks. Not everyone can do what you do in your head, and they need to actually see it play out on the screen. And, this case in point, you might actually need to see it as well. That's it for this time. Please join me next time as I share another story from the Edifan. This episode was brought to you by Artbeats.com. Artbeats, footage you can use.